well-being, we need to build that into our business structure so that we don't create this monster, right? I've been there. Most of us have. We say yes to too many things. We don't charge enough. We love our business. Like the boundaries get really blurred and all of a sudden our needs are at the bottom of the pile. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome back, you guys. We're in episode 55. Now, if ever there was an episode to listen to the themes of simplicity and stripping back what you offer in your business, this is the one. The person that I have on this show believes in a freedom-focused business, and she really has accomplished it. She's going to tell you a little bit more about that, but I want to introduce you to her. Her name is Annalise Warren. Now, she works primarily with women all around the world to simplify their digital businesses, mostly service-based providers. She is a business strategist. She's a speaker. She even has a marketing agency that's just ticking along on the side with a team that manages that for her. She has four young children under the age of 10 and she homeschools them. She has a software system, free CEO. Gosh, she does business coaching. She does so much, but she still has a freedom sort of business. She's able to control her time. And she's a lot of really interesting tips and takes on what it takes to grow a business to have that as an outcome. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys think about our guest. Shall we welcome her on board? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the show, Annalise. I'm so very happy you are here because we have a lot of really good things to share, both your philosophy and you even have software. So I can't wait to talk about that. So how's it going? Uh, Hi, Heather. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really well. Good. I need an answer to your question. Things are, yeah. Good. It's good. Sun is shining. It's a good day. Sun is shining. It's spring all of a sudden (laughs) here in Australia. So we're very happy. (laughs) Very happy. Yes. So good. (laughs) All right. Before we start talking about you and how you work with people and help people and the different facets of your business, I love to jump straight in just with some of your philosophies on how to grow a business smarter. I mean, you're all about the freedom-based business. So how do you personally grow your business without all that hardcore hustle and grind? Oh, well, <laughs> I did, definitely did it the wrong way. Good. <laughs> I did it the wrong way first. So I've been in business for over six years now. Yeah. And what I have learned and then actually moved away from and accidentally and came back to and I'm now like thoroughly rooted in is really simple business practices because we really overcomplicate we really overcomplicate it, right? Because we yeah. see what other people are doing and there's, you know, <laughs> webinars spooking this tactic and that strategy. And I think we forget the core way that we need to operate in a business. We need to be able to sell. We need to be able to deliver really well. And we need to be able to manage our team, right? And yeah. again, like in each one of those, we can overcomplicate it and we can have 14 different marketing funnels and be on all of the social media platforms. And and really, my philosophy is about simplicity and just starting right at the start and picking one way 
who get in front of people, one way to nurture them, one way to sell, and just building on that. And of course, as you mentioned, I have software and automation is a really big part of what you can do to give you your life back as a as a business owner. How do you personally simplify in your business? So if you think back over the last year, what's like a system mm-hmm. or something that you did to simplify your offerings and what you do? Yeah. So I work with a seven system framework okay. that I teach to my clients and anyone who will listen. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's here going, tell me what the seven work yeah, yeah. framework is. Yeah, go on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> So there's the traditional business five that you probably would have heard of or you'll get, oh yeah, yeah, I know that, which is marketing, sales, service delivery, people and the compliance, like finance, legal side of our businesses. We need solid systems around those things. And there's not a given way to do any of those things. There is no box. There is no standard you get to choose. And often if we've come from corporate or come from another environment, again, that's full of complexity. And I think as business owners, we're always fighting against complexity. We always, it's really tempting to add things on, but we can really streamline. And so for me, in my phase of business, what I have done in the last year is really simplify my product suite and where and how I'm marketing. There's also the saying that one is the most dangerous number in business because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. But at the start, you kind of have to actually because otherwise you don't have enough resources to get it right. Good point. And so at the start, you start with one way and you need to, like I mentioned, like how do you get in front of people? For me, that way of getting in front of new people is I have two ways now. You can either spend time or you can spend money. So if you're trying to decide, you can decide time or money. If you're going to spend time, for me, that aspect is coming on podcasts like this. That's how I get in front of new people. That's one of the strategies. The other way is I spend money. I run ads and I get in front of new people running ads. But if you're just getting started, pick one way and nail that until you're making money from from that way or until it's getting you the goal that you want. And so for me, that's what I've spent kind of the last year doing is really simplifying and optimizing those ways after you know, six years of trying lots of different things, lots of different masterclasses, really testing and seeing what I like doing. It's really obvious what the best way to move people into my world is. And so now I'm doubling down on that and I'm optimizing it. And it's not about experimenting with different versions of that. It's really just about how do I get better results from what I'm doing and tweaking every step along the way. And we can all do that. That is music to my ears and everything I stand for as well. So yeah, optimization, (laughs) tweaking, it's amazing what little tweaks you can do, right, to the results. Yeah, it's like as you come along the funnel or the buyer journey, however you'd like to phase it, just a 1% change and a 1% change and a 1% change, the result is bigger than the sum of the parts of that. So if you, you know, get 1% better in each of the five things that you're doing along the journey, for example, you're not just going to have a 5% better result. It's going to be exponentially better because it's cumulative. And so, yeah, once you have figured out the right way for you, for your personality, for your business, for your clients, that's when we don't just throw it all in the bin and start again. It's really about how do I get better results from this and go go deeper and refining. Really, really smart. Now, I want to talk about what you actually offer in your business. Mm -hmm. There's a couple different ways of working with you, right? There is, yes. Tell me. <laughs> okay, shall I dive straight in? <laughs> dive straight in. Okay. Then I'm going to actually ask you 
give me some ideas yeah. or stories or case studies of how you work with people in different areas. So yeah, we want to know first what you do. <laughs> okay. Well, before I mention that, I just want to talk about the last two in this, of the systems because we didn't talk about them. Oh, yes, of course. So they are well-being and impact. Yes. So well-being, we need to build that into our business structure so that we don't create this monster, right? I've been there. Most of us have. We say yes to too many things. We don't charge enough. We love our business. Like yes. the boundaries get really blurred <laughs> and all of a sudden our needs are at the bottom of the pile, right? So totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We need to have well-being first in the calendar. And impact so that we are doing good things with the work that we do, with our profit, with, you know, however you want to work that into your business so that our why is a little bit bigger than just us. Because once our own yeah. needs are met, like, why are we showing up every day? What's the point? You know, we'll get to a point where we don't need another handbag or, you know, car or whatever like the thing is. So building impact into the fabric of what we do. Very good. And so that being said... Those two components are really important in all the work that I do with clients. And so everything is built around simplifying the systems and making sure that we have well-being and impact as part of our businesses. So there's a few ways that I do that. The first way is through FreeCO, which is the all-in-one marketing sales client management software that I have used within my marketing agency for probably two years now. Excellent. And yeah, yeah, two years, I think, over. And I've had available to the public outside of my clients for over a year. So the plan was never to bring that public. We always used it internally. But the more that I worked with women who are service providers, the more I saw that they're really good at their craft and tech was slowing them down and keeping them small. Yeah. And that just pained my heart so much because they're not getting the well-being, they're not getting the impact because they're stuck trying to duct tape all of these tools together. And like that's not their zone of genius, but we all know as business owners, we have to wear lots of hats in the beginning. And and honestly, the tech was the part where I was like, I can solve this problem. I could I can I make it. this available to more people. Yeah. So we have that. And as a part of that, we have business coaching so that people in the seven systems, so that they're using it effectively and we can set it up and all of that, depending on skill set and team and whatever the situation is. So good. So deeper than that, I also work with freelancers, other service providers who are hoping to build mostly agency teams, some others, but mostly freelancers wanting to build agencies and not and wanting to step more out of the day-to-day and be that client front of face. So that's a mastermind program. Okay. And I've just launched this week more of a mindset program because as we move through those levels, I think we realize that hard work only gets us so far. And if Mm. we're not changing our mindset and how we understand leadership and leverage, then we get to a plateau. Mm. And so I've launched a program, yeah, just this week too, that more sits around that mindset for people who are feeling like they're at the peak of where they can be and they're really hoping to break through that ceiling. So oh my gosh. they're the ways that I work with clients. Congratulations on launching the new program as well. Thanks. That's, yeah, that's a really beautiful flow of everything that you do. Thank you. Do you still have your digital agency or are you just more focused I on the... I do. So you have that as well. <laughs> I do. I have my digital agency. It's for construction businesses. Okay. Yeah, cool. Wow. I've had that for over six years. That's my, that was my where I started. Okay. My husband was a, in construction for the context. 
And that is a beautiful business. It sits now on the side. I speak with clients. We don't really take on new clients unless they beg me or they're referred. <laughs> they're just kind of, you know, we have a team that manage it. Yeah. It's great. It works. Yeah, I love it because it makes such a big difference. Again, to stereotypically, right, but predominantly people who aren't familiar with the tech side who are really great at what they do that just need the word out there. And so we have a great system for getting tradies leads. And so that sits just over to the side with very little involvement from me, no marketing, no anything, just yeah. again, legacy clients. Yeah. And what I love to focus on is predominantly women, predominantly service-based businesses, Yeah. which is, yeah, can get my hands dirty and every business is different and, you know, we, <laughs> we get to talk shop and well-being and all of the things. So that's like, that's my my passion. So good. Okay. I want to hear about a case study or somebody you've worked with recently. I just find that this creates a painted picture of everything that you can do for someone. So is there somebody that you've worked with recently through the tech or the coaching or both that you can share more about the before and the after of her business? Sure. I can definitely do that. So one of the women that I work with is a counselor and she's also an author and she runs different programs, but predominantly she was in counseling one-on-one. She wanted to move out of so that she could spend more time with her son and have more of the digital product side of things. And so we moved her booking system and everything online onto FreeCEO, which is, you know, we've got calendars and things there. We put her book up on the platform as well so that that she can just sell that. And we created for her a funnel, which is, you know, her weekly live show that she promotes a webinar that then just moves through the funnel. So we do the automated emails that then goes through to her lower course, which then can move through to her higher ticket program. So all of it is in FreeCO. Yep. And now she has this whole arm to her business that she doesn't have to, to do anything because it just ticks over. So she's already doing the live show. She was already doing that to promote her face-to-face business. Now she starts to promote the webinar through that and that is all set up. So when people go on it, they can buy, they don't have to do anything. And so now she gets to choose. Does she keep clients? Does she say no to new clients? Does she, you know, we get to, if we're transitioning, which a lot of the women who come to me are transitioning businesses or transitioning within their business, most of us cannot just, okay, close down that side and just start this new thing because we need yeah. the income, right? I, it was definitely the case for me when I realized that I had two agencies and, you know, four children and it was, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was too much. I was like, well, I can't just stop working in that and build up this other area. I have to shift down gears. And so that's how we can do it by building a funnel, by building a product suite digitally and crafting a strategy that doesn't take any extra time. And then you can transition down on one and transition up on the other. So, mm. And free CEO too, I, I did pop onto the site and it's really reasonably priced, right? I mean, wouldn't you say it is in yes. compared to what else? Yeah, like mind-blowing. They always say the best marketer always wins. And right now, HubSpot, it's everywhere. And all these huge, you know, Ferraris of CRM system and systems that it costs hundreds and hundreds and hundreds a month. And yet back to your point of simplicity, you don't necessarily need that stuff. So I was really happy to see that you have literally everything that a business needs for a really reasonable, affordable price. Talk to me about your price point and how you chose to look at that in comparison to all the big boys that are out there. 
Oh, it's not about the money part of yeah. it for me, truthfully. So I started my business because I got declined flexible working hours from my corporate job. This was six years ago. We were moving regionally. Then I was actually forced into starting my business because there wasn't at that time, now post-pandemic, you know, it's different. I couldn't work from home part-time and earn what I wanted to earn. So I had to start my own business. And that totally is way more amazing than I ever thought it could be. I get to be home with my children. I get to work when I want to work. My husband doesn't have to work outside of the business anymore. Like it totally transformed our life. And I want that for every person who wants that or their version of that. Because I know what it's like on the other side. I saw my parents really, really struggle. And my life is so different to that. It's so different. It's so much more relaxed. We homeschool because that's what suits us. Like every day is just chill, right? And like, there's no hustle. There's no stress. There's no like, and it sounds ridiculous, right? When you say, of course, it's not perfect, right? But it's, (laughs) (laughs) it's as perfect as it can be with four crazy children under 10. So, I mean, just that in and of itself, I'm just I'm like, whoa. Okay. So yeah. it's very noisy. The house is noisy, yeah. but it's fun. But the point is that that's really important to me is to make that accessible. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be expensive. Like it just doesn't have to. It's not, yeah, most of my clients come from Kajabi. Kajabi is like three times the price and it <laughs> has less than half of the features. And yeah. Kajabi for me is really hard to use. And I'm not just saying that because I have I like agree. a competing product, but I really have always disliked it. <laughs> so. I'm techie and I don't understand this. Like I just don't get it. Anyway, so this platform, we started it, like I said, for our business. And I yeah. thought it couldn't be as good as, you know, it was going to be. I was like, no, no, there's going to be holes. I'm going to try and break it. For 12 months, I tried to break this thing and plug find holes. I couldn't. I was like, it's really good. Okay, women need this thing. And so, yes, yes, but we don't do a whole heap of promotion because we do, I like to keep my team the, the size that it is. Yeah. And when we onboard someone, we are often onboarding with people who aren't really techie. And so that process is quite in-depth to make sure that they have exactly what they need and it's built with excellence. And so I started when I launched it for doing lots of promotion and got totally overwhelmed with lots of clients. <laughs> so now we've really now we don't do a lot of promotion, any paid promotion actually. And it's just a nice trickle of people coming in, men and women from all different industries. Yeah. And um it's so great. I love just it's almost like a really big you can see the weight off their shoulders when it works. Like just this week I helped a beauty therapist put her paid masterclass on there. She's like, oh I feel so professional. Oh. And like she's like, I can give my clients what they've been asking for now. Like the relief was just so obvious. Wow. And it's like it gives me a spring in my step for the rest of the day. I'm like, oh like Yeah. So good. Oh so so good. Just made it easy. And that's what business can be. So yeah, I love it. Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, a good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, Six Things Your Website Needs to Get More Customers, or download the Ultimate Checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access.
you said something just a few moments ago that was kind of interesting. And you said, I want to keep my team the size they are now. Talk to me about that because you seem very meticulous around your growth and how that looks in your business. So why would you want to keep the team the same size? For now, I really do because I had quite a bigger team a few years ago. And then, like I mentioned, found myself in that place where it was just, I was scrambling, like burnt out because I hadn't built the team the right way. They, Mm -hmm. everything fell to me. I had a lot of junior staff that couldn't, couldn't support me in the way I needed to be supported. We weren't providing the level of excellence that I expected. And that was all my fault, right? Totally all my fault. I hired two junior people. I didn't train them properly. Like definitely buck stops with you as the CEO. I had to take responsibility. And so I did. And so I was working all the time to try and, you know, pull the weight, like to plug all the holes. Yeah. And so at that time I had two agencies. I shut one of them down. I restructured, I increased my profit. I restructured the team. And so now I want to scale with this size team. Why my children are the ages that they are. So my youngest is two, my oldest is 10. I'm homeschooling, as I mentioned. I'm happy with the level that we're at. And so if we were to scale for ECO too much, that's the product that I have that requires a lot of our time initially. And so I would have to grow the team and I don't want to be responsible for more team right now. And so it's just a really about making sure that I can keep the well-being piece where it is. And yes, I'll sacrifice profit for that. Of course I will, because the whole point is to have the life that I want. It's not about the money. Of course, we need money. We love money, but <laughs> there's no right way to do it. And for somebody else, maybe the right way is like quick and fast and big team and that's what they want. And that's amazing for them. And maybe that's in the future. But now, like, I'm really happy. I'm glad that you shared that. I wanted to ask that question because I feel like sometimes people do get caught up in that comparison side of business and they think, oh God, I should have a big team. I should have the managers and this and that and in order to be a success, right? But I found as well quite the contrary. Yeah, Controlled growth and being picky about who you choose and how you, you know, what to bring on in your team and your business is actually the ultimate thing to focus on. So. And actually questioning, I had to do this early on, questioning why I was saying I wanted something. Yeah. Like, you know, why do I want a six-figure business or a seven-figure business or a team of 30? Like, what? Oh, is it something that I've just heard and picked up along the way or is it actually my goal? Yeah. When I first started my agency, I did a Facebook ads course with a heap of other agency owners. And a lot of them were really young men who had no families. Yeah and could work 18 hours a day and they were growing faster than me. And I was like looking at them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to like, I've got to up my ad spend and I've got to do this and I've got to be on sales calls at this time. And I was like, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. You started this so that you can be home with your kids. So (laughs) not so you can work. Okay, reality check. But it's really easy, like you're right, to look at what other people are doing Oh yeah, and take that on for ourselves. But yeah, just check back in with what are your values? What do you care about more than more than money. What do you want for your family? How do you want to design and live your life? And make sure that business fits into that, not the other way around. So important. Now, I want to talk a couple of tips because you work with quite a few different businesses in the service-based area. What are a few little tips that you found are working really well in the marketing automation space for service businesses? (laughs) Marketing automation. Hmm. What... 
I am really concentrating on at the moment with a lot of my clients is the email sequence Okay, that leads to, and it's nothing new, but it, this is kind of where the bang for buck is at the moment with the social media marketplace being what it is, like crazy town. Yep. That's all wonderful and, and be there if your clients are there. But what we were finding is that we could get really great ad results and then the conversion piece was falling down. So, you know, we'd give them access to a free PDF or something like that. And then there was no conversion to consultations or conversions to sales. And so that's where a lot of our work is like right now with lots of different clients on refining their email sequence and determining exactly what that pathway is. And so, for example, a lot of my clients want consultations because they're selling high ticket products. And so how do we do that? And how do we make sure everything that we do is pointing towards either the freebie that gets them there or the consultation itself and eliminating everything else and just stripping it back? And that's sort of what I mean by simplifying is going, we have one lead magnet, it pushes to the consult, the consult then determines which product they go to, but that's the funnel. So anything we put in needs to fit there. It's not, oh, we'll add a new freebie and we'll do a new, no, 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 we want consults. So it's fine if ads are working or it's fine if, you know, you're getting lots of views on social media or or not. Actually, it doesn't matter. The metric is consults or whatever your metric is. And so for us, that's what we're working on. Really interesting. At the moment and just testing. Yeah. Oh, I love that you keep saying strip it back, strip it back. Like that's the theme of our conversation right now. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> but it also feels really great, right? When you clean it yeah. up and you've got, like I use Whimsical. There's whimsical.com. Oh. It's just a free software where you can mind map out anything. You know, you just put your draw lines here and there. And when you see kind of what a lot of us started with or a lot of, you know, because we get that business like bloat as we move on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Things we add things on and we try new things and that's great. Until you need to look at it and go, what's actually getting me the results here? And let's prune. Like it's the end of winter. It's the start of spring. It's the time for pruning, like in the garden and in your business to just get rid of everything else. I'm not a gardener, but I have learned that recently. (laughs) That's the time for pruning. So that's what we've been doing. (laughs) Literally in the garden, in the business. (laughs) I'm being gardening, so yeah. (laughs) I'm really not. But my palm was dying and was like, you need to prune it now. I'm like, okay, I'm doing that. I don't know if you... You remember back in the day, you know, when funnels started becoming a thing and there are all these businesses promoting like these elaborate mind maps, like this is what your funnel needs to be. If this happens, then this, then this. I think it actually horrified people and put so many business owners off of automation and funnels because of how the sort of original flows were. Mm. And yeah, it did a lot of damage, I think. And I talk to people still that are like, oh, but I need to test this and this. And like, they they just go out of control, so they take no action. So I'm just, Mm -hmm. yeah, everything you're saying is just really resonating. (laughs) Yeah. The great thing is once you have a simple funnel working, (laughs) then you can predict your business growth. And so like, for example, I've been working with a client for three months. We've determined for her that it costs her $1,000 to get a client. So that's in terms of ads and things like that. For her, it's a $10,000 product. So like, amazing. Put in $1,000, you get $10,000 out. Like, amazing. So now she gets to decide because we've done that repeatedly. It didn't start off at that. We refined it and, you know, found where people were falling off and tried different things. And three months in, that's what we're getting 
consistently enough to scale that. Yeah. So now she gets to choose how many clients do I want? So do I spend a thousand a week? Do I spend a thousand a month? Like that's the point we want to get to. And that's when you can add in extra things is when, okay, this is working how I want it to work and predictably enough. I mean, you know, still marketing and it's people, but (laughs) predictably (laughs) enough. And not to say we ignore it, but you know, enough where we don't have where we're happy with that. And that's when you can add on additional things. But until then, like just get that one thing right. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So we want to change gears as we start to kind of wrap it up shortly. But the question I have is around a tool or a tip or even just something you tell yourself, a mindset sort of way of being around overwhelm. Because my gosh, I mean, you have four young children, you have sort of an agency on the side, you have like multiple things, a new mastermind. Even though you've created a life that you want, a business that you want, I know there's moments where there's some craziness. So how do you cope with those moments? I'm fanatical about self-care. Ah, I really am. Like when I said put well-being first, I mean like put it in on the calendar first yeah. and like protect that time with everything. And so I know now what those things are for me, like reformer Pilates, going for a swim, going to the sauna, going for a walk at the beach, having a bath. Like I love a bath at nighttime. No tech after a certain time. Like we all have our things. Some of them are kind of universal. Tech late at night, definitely not a good thing. <laughs> like, you know, not too much coffee, not too much alcohol, lots of sleep, like all the things that help us be our best. Yeah. But really just taking that time and being selfish with it and going, if I don't take this time, then I'm not filling up my cup and I want to be able to give out of the overflow of that. I'm not going to, don't want to be tipping, you know, the dregs. Everyone gets the dregs because that's, nobody wins. I don't have a good experience. The kids don't. My clients don't get me at my most creative, my most effective. Yeah. So it sounds, it's kind of like the buzzword of the day, right? (laughs) Self-care. But truthfully, we don't look after ourselves in the way that we should. And it's like that, the analogy of the million dollar racehorse that I I think I say this on most podcasts, (laughs) but but it's, and I think it was Joe Polish that said it, but I don't know. Somebody, I would love someone to jump into my DMs and tell me like who said this thing. But that like the million dollar racehorse is treated in a way to get the best performance. So well rested, well fed, well nourished, hydrated, trained, all of those things so that it will perform. And so, but we don't think about ourselves like that. We don't give ourselves the best. We just keep giving and giving and giving because we have like an octopus being pulled in eight different directions, Mm. you know, families and businesses and clients and friends and just life, our own hobbies, whatever it is. And so we put ourselves last, but over the last couple of years, I've really transformed it. And yes, sometimes I deal with the mom guilt and going like, I feel bad because I'm doing, but like, then I just have to say, no, this is, it's non-negotiable. This is the first thing on the calendar has to be this because everything else is better when I do it. So figure out what those things are for you and figure out how you can squeeze them in, in some way. I know that it's not always possible with, you know, young children or, you know, family dynamics, not a heap of support, but there's going to be ways that you can find to just regulate your nervous system, calm down, because from that place, everything is easier. Mm, So good. All right. So Annalise, how can people work with you if they love what you're saying? Where do they go? How do they connect? (laughs) What are the next steps? Come and say hi on Instagram. I think the link's there from my bio that will 
take you to all the things that are currently currently happening. But come and say hello. I love meeting people who hear the show and let me know what your takeaways are or yeah, we can share our mutual affinity for Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> love it. Yes, you guys, all of the links that you need are in the show notes for this episode. So make sure you pop on by. You've got to check her out. And if you are looking for a platform, a new automation platform, are you actually taking on clients for the free CEO or not? Yeah, yeah. We just, I'm just not running Facebook ads or anything aggressive. But yes, we're always taking clients. It's just a nice trickle of referrals and organic. So it's good. Perfect. Could be very worth you guys as well, as I know there's a lot of you stumbling around with these huge CRM systems and no guidance and no way of knowing what you're doing and spending too much on them. So it might be worth a chat. So as we finish up, are there any last comments or things that have come up for you while we've had this conversation that you would like to share with our listeners? No, I think we really covered it. If there's one takeaway, really take the time to get quiet and make sure that that mountain that you're climbing up is the mountain that you actually want to be climbing up and ask yourself the question, how could this be simpler? How could this be easier? How could this feel easier? And I think that's a really good place to start because then the answers to that will just, you know, take the weight off your shoulders a bit. Perfect. And on that note, you guys, thank you so very much for tuning in. Follow Annalise on Insta, let her know what you got out of this show and let us know as well. And Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. We will talk very, very soon. Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.